Welcome to the Eye Test, a fantasy football podcast for those who are tired of hearing boring stats all the time. This is episode 31 and our way, way, way too early wide receiver rankings for the 2023 season. But before we begin this episode, I want you guys to hit that subscribe button if you are watching us on YouTube and we would really appreciate the support. So let's get in to our wide receiver rankings. Boyd, actually... Maybe we could just move on to our wide receiver two, because do we all have Justin Jefferson as our wide receiver one going into next season? Yeah, you'd be crazy if you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I question your sanity. If you don't have Justin Jefferson, you're that guy that's just like making the craziest hot take in hopes that you're right. So you can look like a genius and be like, I told you so. Yep. So you can go viral at this point next year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, <laughs> and like, dude, if Justin Jefferson's not the number one, what's he going to be like? Number three? Yeah. At, oh, at dude, the, you knew it. At the least. Okay. So we'll start off with wide receiver two. Then we all have Justin Jefferson as our wide receiver one. Yeah. Quit, Paul, lead us off for Justin Jefferson. I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> Paul, lead us off. Who is your wide receiver two going into? the 2023 season, and our way, way, way too early wide receiver rankings. Yeah, so the, there was a couple guys that I wanted to put here, but I'm going to stay tried and true. And I think a big part of this is I think there's a different quarterback that will be throwing him the ball next year, which will only elevate him. I'm going Tyreek Hill here. Really? I think the Miami. I think the Miami Dolphins, even if they keep two, I can still see him being the number two, which is why I'm totally fine with having him here. But – I think that there's a new quarterback in Miami, whether it's Aaron Rodgers, whether it's Tom Brady, that it's going to be an improvement from Tua. We've seen what Tyreek Hill can do with Patrick Mahomes, and he has done better fantasy-wise with Tua Tagovailoa. But this is an offense that is completely centered around Tyreek Hill, where the Chiefs were pretty much a one-two punch in him and Kelsey. You could argue who was the main focus. So I know there's Jalen Waddell. I get that. But Jalen Waddell... I mean, how many games do we see with Jalen Waddle with five or six targets and he just caught an 80-yard bomb? Where Tyreek Hill is getting 14 targets, he's hasn't lost a single step. The guy seems to only be getting faster. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little crazy and put Tyreek Hill as a wide receiver too. You're really selling the ship on Tua. Now, yeah, I think Tua is gonna be the quarterback on the Dolphins next year. Uh, I completely agree as well. Why would you yeah. not? Like he's cheap. He's still on a rookie contract. Right, and I totally understand that. But I think Miami, Mike McDaniel, is looking at this offense and being like, man, could you imagine if I had a guy who could actually sling the rock? Could you imagine what I could do? Okay. It's he throws lefty. You see the videos of if he threw righty, how good of a yeah, I, I have seen that. I have seen that. But I think to his concussions and all that stuff – also plays a factor here, which obviously we're not rooting for any injury, but Tua is like one more bad hit away from not playing football ever again. Like, I think he got at least four concussions this year. I can totally see Miami being like, we have the roster to win now. They just went out and got Chubb on defense. They have actually a decent defense. Only have like two good corners. Well, they got the, the Cowboys guy yeah, uh, a couple years ago. They have Laramie Tunzel at left tackle. They have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Lord knows Waddle is going to want a King's ransom when his rookie contract is up. So their window is like right now. And I'm looking at it and it's like two is a serviceable quarterback. Yes, but he's not going to take you 
from here to here. You need to yeah. get somebody who will do that. So, so I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Miami shops for a quarterback this year. It's funny because they're they're still saying that Tua is going to be their starter next year, but we'll see what happens in the offseason. But real quick before we move on, Paul, if you do think they do sign a quarterback, even if the Tua is still the starter and there's a backup that comes in, who do you think that quarterback could be? I think it's going to be Tom Brady. And I think Tom Brady's 23-year-old girlfriend is going to be like, Miami sounds nice. And he's going to be like, okay, whatever you want. And that's her. <laughs> That's where he's going to go. That's great. I mean, I, um, I was listening to some stuff today that a lot of people are saying if, if Tom Brady should be trying to go to Miami. But everyone just keeps saying that because they're like, he's old. He wants to, like, play in a warm town. Like, that's what they did with Tampa. And I don't think he's just going to go to Miami. I, I feel like he's going to go to a team that he thinks can win a Super Bowl. And I don't think that's Miami. Well, real quick and hear me out, and this can be the last we talk about if you guys want. Brady went to Tampa because of all the weapons. And then he got them to bring in Lenny and he got them to bring in Gronk. So he's looking at Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and being like, this is Mike Evans and Chris Godwin on steroids. I think he just, he's looking at those weapons and they have a decent offensive line. I mean, I know Tua got like literally crushed this year, but they have a decent offensive line in theory. Mike McDaniel draws up plays where, it's a lot of quick passes with a few deep shots. Brady's going to be relatively clean, which is what he wants. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I could see it. He definitely needs – Brady needs like a better running game. He needs to be on a team that has a better running game than the Dolphins, which is why I agree with your point. I could see the Dolphins going after Josh Jacobs this offseason, one, of one of the free agent running backs, and paying them big money because they saved a lot of money on their running backs this year. They could go after a big bucks. I mean, I saw I saw today Saquon's the favorite to go to Miami. That would draw Tom Brady there. Uh, Brady would be a fool to not go there if they get Saquon. You could say, pay me the league good. minimum. I don't give a shit. I want to win another be, That makes a that be. job so easy when you have Saquon to dump the ball off to. You can pass it to him, and then you can just every once in a while just go 80 yards to Waddle or Tyreek. That is where I would agree with that. I just I think that Saquon will benefit Tua, and now the Dolphins are saving money, and they're able to actually pay Saquon by keeping Tua and not well, having to pay Tom Brady. When has Brady ever asked for top dollar? Literally never in his never. career. He is constantly taking pay cuts. He doesn't care about the money. His net worth is through the roof already. Yeah, I mean, he got a huge contract with the Bucks. Like, I feel like when you're when it was the Patriots, I don't know, but it was bigger than any of the contracts he made in New England. All right, talking about Tom Brady way too much. That was a good pick, actually. <laughs> I don't agree that Tom Brady's going to go to Miami, but Tyreek Hill, solid pick at wide receiver too, because he was definitely surprised people from this past season, and no reason to think that he can't continue as well. But coming in at number three is the guy that I actually had at number two who came off a quote-unquote down year for him. A little injured, didn't get in the end zone as much as maybe people thought he would. But I think that's going to change next season. I'm expecting double-digit touchdowns at the minimum. And if he stays healthy for a full season, it could be crazy. He could probably challenge Justin Jefferson. And that's Jamar Chase coming in at number three. It's crazy that Jamar Chase had what do you have? He had nine touchdowns this past season, finished as the wide receiver 12, still somehow finished as a wide receiver one in PPR. And it was a down year for him. So 
I just feel like that there's going to be some positive regression with him next year. He'll get in the end zone more. And if he's healthy for the full season, there's no reason to think that he can't push for top three wide receiver numbers. I know T Higgins is there, so that'll always, or maybe he won't be actually, but assuming that T Higgins is still there, I know that'll always be like kind of the thing you bring up is T Higgins will take away volume from him. But Jamar Chase is just too good, too talented to have another one of these quote-unquote dud seasons if he's healthy for the entire year. Yep. If it means anything, Bob, I had Jamar Chase at three. So Nice. Okay. So I'm interested where you guys had Cooper Cup then because I have him at four. I have him at four too. I have him at four too. Damn. <laughs> all right, so we have all our top four named just a little bit of a difference in the middle. I had Tyree Kill at three. Did you? Okay. I had I had Tyree Kill at four. So I had I had Cooper Cup at, at my three. Okay. But I don't really have to say much then if we all agree that Cooper Cup is going to be a top four receiver next year. I don't care if Stafford is going to be the quarterback, but even if he wasn't or if Cup left and went to another team, I would still have Cooper being a top five wide receiver. So I think we all know the high power he can add to an offense and just extending the play. The defense does not know how to cover Cooper Cup. He continues to find his way into the end zone. He continues to find his way getting double digit receptions and like his over under on yards every week is almost a hundred every single week. Cooper cup number four. That's easy. Just before we move on to number five, just real quick, Listen to these Cooper Cup target numbers before he got injured this past season. Oh my 15, God. 14, 6, 19, 10, 8, 12, 9, and then obviously only five in the game that he got injured in. Target monster, very easy to think that he will return to top five wide receiver status as long as Stafford is healthy. And, and as long healthy. as Stafford stays racist, he'll be. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. Lead us into maybe there'll be a little bit of a surprise with this one. Maybe we'll get some discourse. Yeah. I feel bad, John. We took yours. Did you want to go ahead and spin your top five first? And then. No, I, I think we're going to agree here, too. I think so, too. I have Stefan Diggs. Oh, uh, I, I don't. Think. You don't have Stefan Diggs? Now I'm okay. Real quick on Stephon Diggs, it's, I mean, it's not rocket science here. You got a top three quarterback throwing you the ball. The Bills have zero run game unless you are Josh Allen, so they're they're throwing a lot of passes. And during the regular season, at least, Stephon Diggs is Josh Allen's guy. I don't know what happens in the playoffs. All of a sudden, Josh Allen has a love fest for Gabe Davis, which again screwed me this year. Yeah, himself. But there was weeks on weeks on weeks where you were expecting 20-plus points from Stephon Diggs, and he delivered. And I had the pleasure of having Cooper Cup and Stephon Diggs in Dynasty, and I was absolutely rolling until Cooper Cup got hurt, unfortunately. But I can see Stephon Diggs entering the top five at five. So I will not say too much, but I think that there are going to be a lot of changes this offseason season to the Bills offense, and I think it is going to affect Stephon Diggs' play. Interesting. Are you reading Are you reading a lot into that 
little yes. sideline outburst he had. Not just that, but that was the icing on the cake. I just think that it's very clear that they need to bring in other personnel than Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs to win them a Super Bowl. Because they're so close every year. I mean, three years in a row, dude, and they can't get the job done. Like, switching gears real quick, you you put that same situation into, like, the NBA like a team that just gets to the conference finals every year, they're going after a big name in the offseason immediately to push them into the championship rounds. So I think the Bills are going to do that too. How crazy would it be if you started a fantasy basketball podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe down the road. Maybe down the road. I would be horrible. (laughs) How about the Diggs and DeAndre Hopkins combo in Buffalo? That would be wild. (laughs) So do you guys think that there's a chance? Because we've seen Stephon Diggs force himself out of an organization already. Do you think that there's a chance that Stephon Diggs kind of just rubs people the wrong way? And No, I think he wants to be with a good quarterback, and he knows he has one. He just wants the fucking ball this time. Dude, him and Josh Allen are, like, I don't know if you guys know, but, like, him and Josh Allen are, like, boys. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's why they were able to have that conversation. Yeah. I would do that to any of my boys too. Like, dude, what the fuck? I was wide open. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm not I'm not reading too much into it at all, but Me I neither. do agree with John that Buffalo will bring in some other capable wide receivers outside of Gabe Davis, which will in theory take away volume from Stefan Diggs, which is why I actually had him lower on my list. But still not a bad pick. Obviously, I still think he'll be wide receiver one in Buffalo, but that brings us to number six. And this is a speculative kind of addition onto, not onto the list. He'll obviously be in the top 12, but why he made my top five is why you had Tyreek Hill as your number two, Paul. I think Tom Brady's going to the Raiders. Oh, and I think Devonte Adams is going to put up top I guess in this case, top six wide receiver numbers. But I think he's more than capable of putting up top five wide receiver numbers. And pretty much goes without saying, there's really no other targets in Las Vegas right now. Devontae Adams is a top maybe three wide receiver just from an NFL perspective. And no reason that Tom Brady can't sling the ball to Devontae Adams 10 to 12 times a game at minimum. So not really much else to say with that. What do you guys think? We love Devontae Adams here, obviously, and I love him too. And it makes sense now that I've never really thought about Brady going to Vegas, but Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, obviously a superstar. But I think the big piece here that people are overlooking is Brady has always been the most comfortable when he has a rock-solid tight end. And I think Darren Waller is probably the best tight end on the market of people who are looking for quarterbacks. So that I think Darren Waller could be a sneaky good piece on why Brady might might consider making the switch to Vegas. And his 23-year-old girlfriend would probably love it. Yeah, so. she'd be like, okay, maybe not Miami, but Vegas. That's pretty yeah. cool. Like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, like, Their stadium has a DJ. Like, what Dude, the stadium, the stadium okay, is right now. Have you guys been to... What should I wear to the draft? I'm not getting drafted. I'm getting... (laughs) I'm 46. It's a trade, not a draft. (laughs) Have you guys been... the big game? One o'clock, like every week. (laughs) 
<laughs> have you guys been to Raiders Stadium? No, I really want to, though. It's I would love fucking, to go. Uh, fun fact, I actually saw them play the Eagles, not this past season, the season before that, and it was fucking incredible. So, highly recommended. But now that we're halfway through our wide receiver rank- rankings in our way, way, way too early series, please don't forget, if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're just listening on the podcast, please subscribe to us on YouTube. It, it will help us out a lot. And we really appreciate it. Let's continue. We are on to our wide receiver seven now. John, who do you got? I have the 2022 wide receiver six, who who I think is actually going to do better than that next year. But we're going to throw A.J. Brown in on here. Oh, wow. That's Um, who I had. Yeah, double-digit touchdown guy for the second time in his career. And... I think just having Devontae Smith on the other side of the field, that both of them are capable of getting those numbers. But I think it just helps A.J. Brown out even more because he's definitely the first look for Jalen Hurts. And when the defense is spying on Devontae Smith, it just makes A.J. Brown much easier to throw to, especially because A.J. Brown is just huge on like yards after catch. So he creates those fantasy points for himself, where like Devontae Smith's numbers could be inflated a bit because a lot of his are like deep ball throws or when he's like wide open in the field i had him at number eight actually so actually right around that that area so it's crazy we all have (laughs) we all have these guys pretty much in the same area which yeah just a number or two apart yeah Yeah. and and don't get me wrong if you get any of these guys on your team like that's a great pick it's awesome so in this order i can see Devontae adams being the wide receiver one if they get brady and oh, yeah. just oh, yeah, it's way, way, way too right. early. And then I can see Tyree Kill falling off the not falling off the face of the planet, but being a lower end wide receiver one if two sucks. Going up gang signs again. <laughs> Dude, I was gonna say that, but I didn't know if it was appropriate. <laughs> Throwing up gangs. So oh, bad. dude. So bad. So bad. So bad. <laughs> I didn't get it at I didn't get it at first. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Meme. I'm just replaying of the internet meme. That's horrible. <laughs> All right. AJ Brown comes in at wide receiver seven in our way, way, way too early wide receiver rankings. Paul, who do you got at number eight? So this actually fell perfectly because this is who I had at number eight. I literally had AJ Brown at seven. I had Devontae at six. Devontae six, AJ Brown seven. But I have C.D. Lamb here at eight, the wide receiver five for the year. Yeah, I I love C.D. a lot. The only thing I can say is just because I had him and maybe I was paying much more close attention to his stat line than I guess most people, but there were games where C.D. Lamb put up 20 points, but he only had six or seven targets. So I personally like my wide receiver one to be somebody who is guaranteed 10-plus targets a game unless things go completely awry. But I still love CD here. I think that Zeke or Pollard, one of them is leaving, which I think does open some touchdown progression for CD. I know that he's continued to improve, but I I think he's due for a 10-plus touchdown year one of these years. Is it this year? I don't know. But I love CD here, even with Dak Prescott throwing a lot of turnovers. That just means that the Cowboys are going to be throwing the ball a lot more because they're going to be keeping guys in games. What do you guys think? I, I, I like CD here. What do you uh, think of the rumors that the Cowboys may be moving on from Dak Prescott? 
I if you can show me how the money can work, then I will buy into that. But right now, Dak is it's owed a lot of money. money. Yeah. Like $31 million he's owed. The question yeah. is, so there might be a team that is willing to pay that. Uh, it would have to be one of the stupid teams, like the Texans or something like that. But maybe the Ravens trade Lamar to the Cowboys for Dak right. and CD. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like there's there's something crazy that we just don't know that can happen, will happen this offseason, and I can't wait for that notification on my phone. But there was chatter about it today, where after the loss that they had against the Niners, it's like it's almost like the Bill situation. It's like all right, Dak can't win us a. Super Bowl. So that was his first playoff win, right? No, he had. I, no, I think he had one other. He's one, two and but, three in his career. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I think they're at the same point where they're realizing, like, all right, we need to move up a notch, and Dak is not that guy. But when you get into discussions like these, the question I always have to ask is, who are you replacing him with? I don't know, but quarterbacks win you Super Bowls, and if your quarterback okay. in the playoffs, and it's okay, his fine. fault, it was Dak Prescott's fault. Fine. fine, fine. He hasn't gotten to a Super Bowl. He hasn't been to an, an NFC Championship game yet. Fine. I personally think he's capable of the team. I'm not saying he's like a guy like Mahomes or Burrow that can move the needle and not do it on your own, but carry a team. I think he'd be like a quarterback that wins a Super Bowl, but who who would the Cowboys even get? What are you gonna bring in Jimmy Garoppolo over Dak? Like, come on. Or no, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe they're. I I don't know. I don't know the who they would replace him with that is better than Dak. But they may possibly consider like finding a way to draft a quarterback. I don't See, know that guy's. I don't know, man. I don't know because because what's the point of making it to the playoffs and and not getting to the Super Bowl. Like you have to you have to change your gear at something. Like the Cowboys have a such a a a, a rounded team. They have stacked some people at their best position in the league on the Cowboys and or at least like top 5 and they're not winning and it's because of their quarterback. So, so they have, have to make a change or else they're just going to keep doing this. So I have a 20 question. years. Okay. 20 I, years. I have a I have a question. So we're getting Longer. a little off topic then. So with by that logic though, Dak didn't beat the Niners, so therefore he's not capable of advancing in the playoffs. Do we like even though Jalen Hurts is a younger quarterback, obviously, like if Jalen Hurts doesn't beat the Niners, is he automatically like a guy that can't win you a Super Bowl? Like No, because it hasn't been like a consistent amount of years where where Jalen Hurts has failed the Eagles success. I mean it, it would be two years in a row. Dak did it, yeah, sure. Dak, but our team wasn't as well rounded last year as it is now. So like Jalen Hurts was able to get the weapons and prove that he can do it. Dude, they have given Dak every weapon in the world and he can't do it on both sides of the ball, too. And they can't get it done. I so, I agree with you to an extent. I, I just I, I don't know who they're like I, you're gonna bring in a rookie and trust a rookie to bring into the promised land over a guy that's actually like put up good numbers in the NFL and despite the fact of him not making a Super Bowl or a championship game has won a couple playoff games yeah like granted if they were to go that drafting a quarterback route they're not expecting to have this year's result next year but it is part of it's a business they're thinking in a long-term plan yeah I, I think this is the same conversation that the Dolphins are having internally and that even the 49ers have had internally 
for the past couple of years. But the only difference with the Cowboys and the Dolphins or the Niners is the Dolphins can get rid of Tua like that. He's still on his rookie contract. He doesn't have the extension. Yeah, the Cowboys have married Dak Prescott, so they need to make it work. And I know Dak throws a lot of turnovers, but I would take him probably over – I think he's a top-10 quarterback in this league. I agree. Uh, so I, I would – I see both of your arguments. I definitely understand it, but I think that the rumors that Dak leaving Dallas, you, he can't. Like, the money just doesn't work. It's and, just – I don't understand the money enough. I know that Howie Roseman makes it happen. We're, like, the lowest in salary cap space every single year, and somehow we're getting these studs on our team. So I don't know how it works. Howie Roseman just tickled Frank Reich's balls and said, please take Carson Wentz, and he did. <laughs> he did it with the Saints this year, too. Dude, we got, like, a sixth round for Jalen Rager. Like, who says yes to that? An idiot. Yeah, because Dak could actually like win you games and win playoff games. That's what I mean. Like, it's not easy to find a guy that could do that. I but, agree with the first half of your sentence. He can certainly win you games. Peyton well, Manning, won, Peyton Manning, won playoff games. dude. He like he's lost all. I feel like all three of their playoff losses have been directly Dak's fault. Remember last year? Absolutely, when he, like, absolutely slid? not. Absolutely not. The Cowboys would have beat the Packers when the Packers were. I think they were like. When it it's that highlight reel throw by Rodgers on the sidelines to the random tight end. Like the Cowboys were winning that game. And some of those things just haven't bounced next way. Like sure you could put it the Niners game on him, maybe, but yeah. maybe the Niners are just a better team, honestly. Like it's not and they don't have horrible offense too. So like it was it was a defensive battle. No one showed up on offense really. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to wide receiver nine. I believe it's my turn now. And I don't think this will really shock many, but I think it's definitely a newer name now after he's put together a couple consistent seasons now. I think now it's time to put him squarely in the wide receiver one ranks. And that is Amon Ross St. Brown. Dude, we're on nine. fire today. Yeah, it's dude, exactly I had who it. I had at nine too. Really? Nine too. <laughs> Damn, that's awesome. All right, so since we all agree on it, I won't stay on it too much. Looks like Jared Goff's going to be the Lions' quarterback next year. Amon Ross St. Brown. Granted, he doesn't really make the splash plays, so to speak, but he's a target hog. 12-12-9. 10, 11, 9. He's doubled. Oh, my God. Crazy. He's he's consistently putting up double-digit targets. And, he, wow, he actually finished as the wide receiver 7 in PPR formats and the wide receiver 9 in standard formats. So, I'm still hammering. I'm on Ross St. Brown next year, especially with Jared Goff there. I'm not worried about Jamison Williams. He didn't show me enough to where I think he'll cut into Amon Ross' volume that much. And we've seen from the Lions offense that it's very high powered and there's plenty of targets to go around. So I think Amon Ra is just going to continue what he's been doing next year. Yeah, definitely need to see some touchdown positive regression there for sure. Because he's been in that five, six range for the last two years. So I think that his third year, I mean, hey, the third year is when we really start to see wide receivers break out. So now is the time to buy on Amon St. Brown. If you are in a dynasty league and if you're in a redraft league and you feel like you're reaching for it, probably it would be in the second round, just do it. Like if you're at the 
beginning of the second round, and you you obviously Amon Ra is not making it back in the third. So no. if you feel like that's your guy, go ahead and get it because he will certainly help win leagues next year. I'm yeah. He's not a sexy name by any means. Like you, when you're drafting, you kind of look for the sexy name sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you see Amon Ross St. Brown, you're like, ooh, I don't know. But he's just consistently better than so many people that you think he wouldn't be better than. Yeah. 1,100 yards, dude. That's awesome. I thought he missed more games this year, too. He really only missed two. Get Give him a couple. Get him up into that 8 to 10 touchdown range, and he's pushing – top three potentially so we'll see what happens with that john who do you got at number 10 all right i feel like this is the one that you guys don't have okay (laughs) garrett wilson i knew you were gonna say it but really dude i'm getting so high on garrett wilson because i am every day waking up thinking aaron Rodgers is gonna be a jet now i'm over the lamar thing i think it's aaron Rodgers. um read today that like the asking price that the Packers are asking for, for Aaron Rodgers is two first round picks. The jets have that and general manager, whatever his name is, is willing to pay the price. John, you know, his name don't, he was with the Eagles. Don't act like you don't know who he is. I don't, I don't. The only general manager I've known from the Eagles is Howie Roseman. He wasn't the, I don't think he was ever your manager, but he was like the player personnel guy under Roseman, I believe. Really? And he and he was he worked for the Ravens too. Yeah, yeah, he did. Who? Joe Douglas. I have no idea. I still oh. I still don't know who that is. He studied oh. under Ozzy. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, Garrett. Okay, this obviously top ten. It's like you got to stop going off of who was like the tenth best receiver last year. Like it's easy to do that for the you know who was the top five this year. All right, they're probably going to make it into the top twelve like this year, but. Once you start getting to the 10, 11, 12 range, you got to start thinking like who is just outside of the top 12. Garrett Wilson wasn't just outside of the top 12, but I do see him making a big jump next year, especially because I think they're going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing the ball to him. I really, really, really hope so. And if we do, this is why we do the way, way, way too early rankings because we don't know what's going to happen. But Say Aaron Rodgers does end up on the Jets, I could easily see Garrett Wilson pushing himself into the wide receiver one range. It's remarkable that he put up 80 receptions and 1,100 yards with the quarterback carousel. Yeah, dude, just wait till he gets 100. I mean, he's going to be pushing 1,500 yards. Garrett Wilson, I like it. A little uh, spicy pick at number 10. Paul, who you got at number 11? So I have to say this guy because I – we can't leave him out, but I was really hoping I could drop a little shock bomb. But John Garrett Wilson, that is a little surprising. But hey, who knows? Aaron Rodgers, sky's the limit. But I'm going to go Jalen Waddle here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a no brainer. I think we're all in unanimous decision here. What Waddle has done this year has been incredible. I think he's only going to improve. And if he sees an uptick in targets, then the sky is the limit for this guy. So, top 12 wouldn't be complete without Jalen Waddle. Had to put him in there. I like Jalen Waddle. I actually had him at number 10. And like you said, Paul, he's proven that he's a top 10 wide receiver in the league. So, very reasonable to think that he'll finish as a wide receiver one next season. And he is entering that third year 
So maybe it is that magic year where he really takes that really big step into superstardom from the wide receiver position. And then I'm going to round it out at number 12. And we talked about this guy a little bit. I think I surprised you guys a little bit with taking him in the third round, but I'm still keeping him there. And I think he's going to finish as a wide receiver one because like I said, I think he's going to end up on a playoff team where he's going to be one of the focal points in the offense. And that's DeAndre Hopkins showed that coming back from suspension didn't slow him down, was very consistent before Kyler Murray got hurt. And we're talking, he could end up in a place like New York with the giants. I'm not sure what the Cowboys situation is, but I know they need a wide receiver. It would be amazing to see DeAndre Hopkins on the Cowboys Ravens and the Ravens and he's go he's going to go to a team that like I said is on the cusp of the playoffs or has already been to the playoffs so a team that already has a quarterback there that we know can get him the ball so I'm expecting a big year out of DeAndre Hopkins next year assuming he stays healthy and doesn't get suspended again for PEDs yeah I can I can totally see that Bob and God, I hope and pray. I go to bed every night and I pray to God that DeAndre Hopkins is wearing purple and black next year. Is is D Hop a top twelve wide receiver if he stays on the Cardinals though? Mm, they're they've already said pretty much that they're going to trade him. Okay, then we can be pretty confident on it then. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. So I'm expecting. I don't think there's. I doubt he's going to be on the Cardinals next season. And even if he was, Kyler Mur- the Kyler Murray injury, I don't. I think that it's going to hurt him a little bit at the beginning of the year. So DeAndre Hopkins rounds out our top 12. John, do you want to give us a rundown of the top 12 now that we finished? Certainly. So for our wide receiver one, a unanimous Justin Jefferson. Everyone has that, except for probably Chris Sims on ESPN. Number two, Tyreek Hill. Three, Jamar Chase. Four, Cooper Cup. Those were like the... Four receivers we all agreed would be in the top four. Then we had some disagreement where Stefan Diggs falls in, but we have him at our number five. Devontae Adams at our number six, hoping that maybe Tom Brady is throwing him the ball. A.J. Brown at number seven, which would pretty much be where he finished in 2022. C.D. Lamb at number eight. Amon Ra St. Brown at number nine. Spicy Take and Garrett Wilson being number 10. Jalen Waddell, a unanimous top 12 wide receiver coming in at the wide receiver 11. And then DeAndre Hopkins finding his way back to being a wide receiver one after a full season with no PEDs. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. So we got our 12 wide receivers down. Let's go. Let's each give a dark horse candidate that we think may enter the wide receiver one rankings next season. John, we'll start with you again. Yeah, so I think Chris Godwin is going to break into the top 12 next year. Are you expecting him to still be on the Bucks or? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What does his contract look like? Is he a free agent? I think he might be. Because I, I was thinking if Tom Brady leaves, Mike Evans will leave. I was, I was to, so to answer your question, yes. I, I'm under the impression that, that Godwin will remain a Buccaneer. But, I mean, dude, you look at his, you look at his target share, he's comparable to some of the names we named, like Amon Ross St. Brown and 
Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, his target share, dude, first of all, he played 15 games this year, and there were only four games in the fantasy season that he wasn't in the green for targets. So the first week he had three, and then he got hurt. So he didn't play the next two weeks. Then he comes right back from injury, 10 targets, 6, 12, 13, 11, 10, 8, 13, 13, 9, 8, 10, 9 in the championship. So he's showing consistency in playoff season, scoring 15 points in all rounds of the fantasy playoffs. And he played 15 games and had over 1,000 yards and over 100 receptions. So, yeah, I certainly see Chris Godwin breaking the top 12. He's a young wide receiver, and he's a pretty good yards per catch or yards after the catch guy too from what I remember. I mean, he does a lot of like screen plays and slants and stuff like that and can make magic happen. The only thing is he he didn't really find the end zone this year. So I think you could get Godwin at a discount this year if you're in like a dynasty league or if you're trying to make a trade like early in in a redraft season or something like that. Because he had three touchdowns this year, I expect him to get closer to that seven and eight number that he was hitting more towards the middle of his career, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like Chris. I like Chris Godwin. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bucks this offseason. Paul, yeah, who you got as your dark horse? Crazy offseason for them. Yeah, so before I go with my dark horse, I'm just curious, who did we leave out of the top 12 for you guys? Like, who was left out of the top 12 for you guys that you had Chris, already initially written down? Chris Godwin, and that's it. He wasn't even my dark horse. I had someone else. Keenan Allen. Okay. I had Christian Kirk and Terry McLaurin. Really? Christian Kirk's a good one. I don't know about Terry. I've talked about Scary Terry before. I like him a lot. But my dark horse, I went with a really, really big dark horse because there is a huge question mark on who's going to be throwing him the ball next year. But I can almost guarantee you it's not going to be Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. And that's Chris Olave. Really? Wow. Okay. Just off of this is strictly off of the eye test alone. The guy finished as the wide receiver 25. So I have no fantasy statistics to back me up here. But I watched Chris. The Saints played the Ravens this year and we whooped their ass. But Chris Olave was just, he ran some extremely crisp routes. He's a great deep ball threat. I think that the sky's the limit for him. I think the only thing holding him back is a good head coach and a decent quarterback so i don't know what's going to happen in new orleans but just off of talent wise alone i think if chris Olave gets a somewhat capable quarterback and a head coach that can say listen kamara we love you to death but you're not you're not super kamario anymore man you're just you're just alvin kamara and if they get if they fix some pieces in that offense i could totally see chris Olave breaking in the top 12 do you think who do you think's the better receiver in terms of talent, Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave? Garrett Wilson is Garrett Wilson. Okay, I think I'm, they're, they're both like talked about on a similar level. People are trying to say Chris Olave should be like offensive rookie of the year. Chris Olave is at least in the running. I but, think uh, Garrett Wilson it takes the edge for me. I like Chris Olave a lot. I'm yeah, I think the biggest question is obviously the Saints quarterback situation, but we'll see how that pans out this offseason. And for my dark horse, this isn't that it's not crazy to think Paul's definitely is a little more out there, but I got Amari Cooper as my dark horse. 
Interesting. I like Deshaun it. Watson. I do like yeah. it. That's even though one. I hate Deshaun Watson, I do. Like it. <laughs> Paul is a noted Deshaun Watson hater, rightfully so. But I think Deshaun Watson's going to come back full off season, practicing with the Browns, getting familiar with everyone. I know he had more chemistry when he was playing with DPJ and even like Njoku over Amari Cooper, but give him a full off season. Amari Cooper is still the clear wide receiver one in Cleveland. I expect Deshaun Watson to be better and don't be surprised if Amari Cooper sneaks into the wide receiver one ranks. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Bob. And what I, I think the reason for him having more chemistry with DPJ and Njoku is, you know, what do we always say rookie quarterback or like a backup quarterback's best friend is? Is the tight end. The tight end. And then it's also probably going to be that second wide receiver because the quarterback doesn't have the chemistry with the wide receiver one to throw those 50-50 balls and to trust that the wide receiver is going to get to the open space. So I think he was just finding DPJ against the second defensive back and was like, I'm just going to throw to this guy because he's open. But next year, we're going to see riskier throws from Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper's way, and that is the reason I agree with you, that he could certainly crack the top 12. Yeah. All right. We got our dark horses in. Now we are going to – I'm not really sure what to call this. I guess we'll call it potential top 12 busts. So who do we think is the most likely out of our top 12 to fall out of the top 12 by next season? Okay. So – I was thinking more of a of a hot take here because I think the obvious answer would be Garrett Wilson and then maybe Amon Ra because Jameson Williams is eating targets. But I actually had Stefan Diggs falling out of the top twelve. I like I like that actually. And I, I hinted on it earlier. I think that they're gonna find like a a a very good wide receiver to throw to. Diggs may still be the wide receiver one, but I think that I mean, hey, being wide receiver 13 is not bad. Even if I draft him at the end of the first round or something and I had the 13th best wide receiver, I'm not, like, mad. But I see Stefan Diggs falling out of the top 12 for that reason. And I think there's just going to be a big switch in the offensive scheme here. I think they're going to try and establish a running back room. And I think they're going to add that second wide receiver piece. And then Dawson Knox is also growing in the offense, too. So I expect him to get an uptick in volume. So I think it's not like Stefan Diggs is out of his prime, and that's why I think he's out of the top 12. I think that he's just going to have to give up some of his shares. And that's going to piss him off. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That yeah. will get him to another team. That is spicy, but I do like it. I do like it. And I'm going to give my same rationale for my pick. I'm not going to actually pick a player, but two players that are on the same team. I'd lead more towards Waddle than Tyreek Hill in this scenario. But I think the Dolphins are going to pivot a little bit come next season. I think they're going to try to establish more of a running game because they really, yes, they had Raheem Mostert, but they were definitely way more pass heavy and just leaned on Tua's arm, Jayla Waddle and Tyreek Hill's speed. So if I had to pick one of these guys, I, I think one of these Miami receivers is more than as compared to the other guys to fall out of the top 12 because – I just think there's going to be a little bit of a shift in their offensive philosophy, hopefully to 
protect Tua maybe a little bit more, protect Tom Brady maybe a little bit more, and just establish a running game. I I can see Waddle falling out. Yeah, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I, I can see Tyreek Hill falling to the eighth wide receiver eight. So it's definitely not egregious. John, I think what you said is absolutely the craziest thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> that's that's fine. I mean, the factors you mentioned, yes, if that all does happen, then Diggs could very well fall out of the top 12. But yeah, I'm going to meet you guys both in the middle here with it is crazy. Yes, but it's not as crazy, crazy. And I'm going to go Devontae Adams. And it breaks my heart to say this. Wow. But I just think I can totally see the Raiders not fixing their quarterback situation. And then Devontae Adams. And they're going to do like the thing that Seattle did this year. And it just like miraculously worked out that Geno Smith had a great year. But I can see them going into like training camp battle with Jared Stidham and whoever whoever they yeah whoever it is and then it's just subpar play and, it, and it's another five win season in vegas and Devonte adams gets 14 targets but only eight of them were catchable and yeah. so i i don't think it's going to happen and it has nothing to do with Devonte adams talent i just if if everything stays the same in vegas right now you just can't convince me that Jared Stidham, if he's their starting quarterback, that Jared Stidham is going to help Devontae Adams be a wide receiver one. Yeah, I you actually convinced me a little bit. I don't think it's going to happen either, but I really liked. The Raiders are always are a mess. So it really wouldn't be that surprising. I, I'm more convinced that Brady will be a Raider than that quarterback battle. I think Brady's going to be a Raider too, but I could totally see the Raiders just shitting the bed and messing oh, yeah. up. Yeah, they're they're one of those stupid organizations for sure. Yeah. All right, guys, that was good. That was good. I like it. I like it. I liked all our explanations and everything. Anything else you guys want to add? Maybe another spicy guy real quick? Brandon Ayuk, top 12 wide receiver. No. Okay, we're ending it here. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's going to be a wide receiver one somewhere. All right. we're, thank you as always for listening. This is the eye test, episode 31 of our way, way, way too early wide receiver rankings. As always, we are on all your lovely social media platforms, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Please don't forget to like and subscribe to us there. And we are the eye test, a fantasy football podcast on Apple and Spotify. We'll see you guys next time. Peace. See ya. Bye, Allie. Bye, Bye, Allie.